0: with uh, Jürgen Meltzer. And Jürgen, we're gonna reflect a little bit on your career here, which I hope you'll enjoy. But your career has been a terrific one. 350 wins in singles, more than 370 in doubles, five titles, singles, 17 titles in doubles. I mean, if you told those numbers to yourself at the start of your career, what would you have thought?
1: I would have signed it (laughs) immediately. When I picked up the racket as a kid, you know, you always dream big. You want to you wanna become number one. You want to be the best player in the world. But you realize pretty soon that that's going to be a very tough task. So as soon as I realized the depth in tennis, um, I would have definitely signed off on five singles titles, 17 doubles titles. Um, being top 10 singles and doubles, I would, have, I would have definitely agreed to that.
0: And when you picked up a racket for the first time you picked it up with your left hand, which was important, wasn't it? Because maybe it could have been the other way around. Tell us about that.
1: Well, yes, I do a lot of things with my right hand. For example, I play table tennis with my right hand. I throw a ball with my right hand. I play soccer with my right foot. So it could have been easily my right hand in tennis too. But um, I think it was a great decision. I don't know if I would have been as good if I would have played tennis with my right hand. So it gives you a kind of an advantage being left-handed. And I think I have used that one pretty good throughout my career.
0: Be specific, what is is the most advantageous thing?
1: Well, I think we're just fewer that play with the left hand. And so the ball, the spin comes from the other side. You have the advantage of, you know, using your lefty serve, like being break point down 40-30 or, you know, having a big point to play. It's uh, most of the times those big points are played on the outside when you serve. So it kind of gives you a little bit
0: of an edge to the righty. When you were growing up, and you were a talented young tennis player, how much pressure was there on you? Because as an Austrian, you were sort of following in the footsteps of Thomas Muster, and people like me, I'm sure, told you that all the time. Um, What was it like? I've heard that once or
1: twice in my career. I'm sure you have. Um, In the beginning, until I was probably 14, 16 years old, it wasn't that bad because, you know, you try to come up, you have those idols. Thomas was one of them. But once I won Wimbledon Juniors, everything kind of changed. And um, people expected, you know, for me to be the next Muster to, you know, we didn't have anybody winning a Grand Slam in Juniors. So they were kind of expecting me to do big things. And it took me quite some time to actually adjust to that pressure to realize, okay, because in Austria it was always like, I was ranked 30 for a long time in my career. And people in Austria just said, okay, that's another tennis player. When you compare it to, you know, other countries, some of them didn't even have top 30 players. And in Austria, it was never enough, let's put it that way. And uh, I had to grow up to mature, to actually deal with that pressure. And um, as soon as I did that, well, I did another jump in the ranking. And when I became top 10, that was uh, even then the the general public realized, okay, this kid can play.
0: What did you do then to deal with the pressure?
1: Um, I think a lot of things come with a certain age, you, you grow up, you, you understand how the media works, you, 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 know, you talk to different people. For me, the biggest change was changing my team. I, when I was, I think it was in 2006 or seven. I stopped with my long-term coach and then I hired a new one, I hired Jochen Uström, I took a physio um, with me on tour, Jan Feldhuis, I changed agent to Ronnie Lightcap, who was the coach of Thomas Muster and his agent, so I kind of got more professional. And um, even though I felt like I was before, but they showed me what's, what it's really like to be professional. So I think that step was the most important one in my career, realizing what it means to you know, dedicate everything for that one goal. And um, well, it worked out for me and I was very happy about that.
0: And around that time, you won your first title, didn't you, on the ATP Tour in Bucharest, 2006. And you'd been to a final a couple of times before that. To be a winner, what difference did that make?
1: Oh, it made a hell of a difference, because um, before that, I've lost several finals. And once, you know, you have that kind of monkey on your shoulders, um, it's it's never easy to, to get that first win. And it was a very weird situation because I went to Bucharest by myself, no coach, nothing. And when I reached the finals, the coach was thinking about, um, should I come, should I not come? He, he was supposed to fly in on that morning. The flight got canceled. I played the finals by myself and I won it. So that also gave me that kind of you know, self-confidence of I can do it by myself. I don't need anybody else. I can rely on myself on the court. And that gave me a big push for the rest of
0: my career. And you had some big results then subsequently, and we're going to jump forward a little bit to Roland Garros at at 2010, where you played a particularly famous match against Novak Djokovic. Can you tell us the story of that match from your point of view?
1: Well, up to today, actually, I'm still the only guy that beat Novak from being two sets to love down, um, and it's um, still getting a lot of... You know, tweets, once Novak is two sets to love up and he loses the third set. I have a lot of mentions then, the last player who did, or the only player who did. That must be great. Then. It's great, and it's, um, for me, From Novak it was probably one match, but for me it was the match. And um, I just realized also after that match, like, okay, I can beat those guys. I can, I can compete with them. Um, m- maybe not on an everyday base, but... On a good day, I'm still, I'm, poss- I'm, I'm able to to beat those guys. And um, that was very important. I mean, I was two sets to love down, break down in the third. He gave me a little opening and I took it and we battled it out. And I ended up winning 6-4 in the fifth. Definitely, if you take one singles moment in my career, that's definitely the moment that I appreciate most.
0: The rest is history, they say, and the rest is a, is a quiz question for a, for a long time. So here you are and you, narrowly lost to Rafa in the semi-finals that year as well. So here you are, really a top singles player, but at the same time, competing very hard in doubles. Were you, did you feel different in that manner? Because that, I mean, that was hugely unusual as it is now.
1: Yeah, it was, Um, but for me doubles was always a passion. I mean, I grew up playing a lot of soccer until actually I was 14, so I came from a team sport. And as you know, tennis is an individual sport, so you're always by yourself. And I just enjoyed the chance to celebrate with your partner. And at that time, I was playing with one of my best mates, Philipp Pechner, um, and we just had a great time on court. And I didn't want to miss out on that. I probably lost two or three single matches because, singles matches because I was tired from playing doubles maybe the night before. But um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, those, those Grand Slam titles with Philipp and also giving me the opportunity to, I think it was in 2011, I was eight in singles and six in doubles. That's something that hasn't been done for a very long time. And um, I don't know if it will be done in the near future because singles players, they tend not to play doubles so much. So that's, if, if I have to pick one achievement of my career, it's not a tournament, it's not like some win. It's the fact that I
0: actually managed to be top 10 in singles and doubles at the same time. Did you do something differently to everybody else? Because I mean, the, the argument that players make, they say, well, yeah, we love doubles, but it's, it's too hard physically. Do you think you did something different or was it just a mindset that you had?
1: I think it was the mindset that I could, you know, increase my confidence level through playing doubles. And because if I had a bad singles week, you know, you win a doubles tournament, you still raise your confidence level and it's okay for the next week in singles. And as I said, I just enjoyed it so much that um, never ever have I thought of you know, leaving doubles out. I, and when I stepped on court, I wanted to win. So that's, I don't know, that's probably, probably the way I was raised, the way I was you know, taught. And um, I'm actually really happy about it that it was that way. I mean, I played 136 matches in 2010. I don't know when was the last time somebody did that.
0: 136?
1: that must be close to some... I mean, I don't know if it was ever somebody played more, maybe back in the days, but um, I think since, since I did it, I think nobody
0: else did it. That genuinely is breathtaking, and I'm sure it will be for people watching and listening. Um, it was 2011 then that you were so good in singles and doubles that you came very close to qualifying for the ATP Finals in both. How close did it get?
1: It got really close. Um, It was actually at the end of 2010. Um, I played a match against Roger in Paris, the quarterfinals, paris se, I think, to have a chance to qualify. Um, In the end, I missed to be an alternate, I think, by 45 points. Um, So I finished 11. Um, One match, really? Yeah, it's one match. Um, And you know, when you go back and look at the whole season, how many matches you have played for 45 points, that you probably could have won. It's a nail biter, but um, I was happy. I mean, I was I was in a good position. I I came here to play doubles. Uh, I watched. I even practiced some single sets because people. I was still okay to, you know, play with the others. Being lefty helped a little bit. I remember I practiced with, with Andy Roddick, who was a good friend of mine. Um, so it was. I kind of felt I I could have belonged there too. So that was that was nice.
0: Just want to finish with talking about your home country, Austria, because you did say goodbye in Vienna, where you won a couple of times. Will those memories be amongst the most special for you as well?
1: Winning at home is is special. Um, In the beginning of my career, it was uh, not always easy to play at home, dealing with the pressure and um, sometimes even failing. And, you know, disappointing the crowd. It's it's something that every tennis player has to live through. But um, the older I get and the more confidence I had, I enjoyed it. and winning in 2009 and 2010 at home is definitely one of the things I will never forget and I will always cherish. And also, I mean, I won my last singles match in Vienna because I couldn't play against Kevin Anderson after I beat Milos Raonic when I retired in singles. But um, this was also something, you know, having an almost full center, card, center court in Vienna, beating still a great player in Milos um, was something to go out on a good level. And that's... Um, I'm happy for that.